Former President Trump was arrested in Georgia last week. The student loan save program is now open and gas prices are on the rise once again. Information on these stories and more coming up on today's episode of BBP News. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. We are here. It is Monday, August 28th, 2023, and we are here for a news episode. Yes, we're jumping back into the swing of things with the news episodes, getting back on the right track here. So happy to be back here with you guys and getting things in order as we approach the start of of September. I cannot believe it. I said this yesterday, but I just cannot understand how we are already in the last third of the year. It doesn't make sense. Fall is quickly approaching less than a month away. Summer is on its way out. I just don't understand it at all. I resume classes here soon. It's it's just all insane. But anyway, before we get into anything, speaking of fall, let's talk about the weather headed into this week. And we start out in Los Angeles, California, where it's certainly not going to feel like fall today with clear skies and a high of 96 degrees. In Houston, Texas, expect mostly clear skies today with a high of 99, finally under 100 degrees for the first time, at least when uh, checking the weather here for this show in quite some time. In Chicago, Illinois, expect clear skies once again with a high of 81 degrees and rounding it off in New York City we have some cloudy skies today with a high of 79 so pretty nice day overall pretty nice day pretty nice day and you know I'm kind of ready for the approach of fall here we're in the late part of summer of course and that means here in New York that we're seeing a lot of temperatures hover around, you know, 75 degrees. We're still seeing some 80 degree temperatures and things like that. But overall, I'm liking where we're at at the moment and liking the direction that the temperatures are taking. Not that I want it to be cold. No, no, no. Let's get that straight right now. I like it around that 70 degrees. It's very comfortable during the day. At night, you get it around 50, 55. You can put the window fan in. It's like being in an air conditioned room but a lot fresher. It's gorgeous. I love it. And so I'm absolutely adoring this time of year. Uh, you know, and last week was a perfect example of that. I was out quite a bit last week, got to go to a Pentatonix concert, which was an incredible experience, by the way, for all of you that may have never heard of these guys, seen them live, whatever. You have to check them out. Listening to their music on Spotify, YouTube, whatever, alone is incredible. Seeing them live is a tear-filled experience. I I'm, kid you not. It is a very emotional time. It's a very fun time. They'll have you up on your feet at different points as well. It's just a great show through and through. So I got to see them. I got to go to my county fair as well a day later, and that was a lot of fun. Fair food is one of the best things on this planet, so I had a great time hanging out there, seeing a few different places that they had over there, uh, enjoying a maple building, got some maple candy, got some maple cotton candy as well, 
great time. I love the fair. Always have. Always will. But enough chit-chat here. We've got news to cover a lot of major news. So let's jump into it. And former President Trump was arrested at the Fulton County Jail. And he has surrendered himself or did surrender himself on Friday. And this is fairly different from what we have seen with his other three arrests in the last few months. The most significant difference here is that he just turned himself into a jail. In the past, he was processed at a courthouse and then arraigned immediately. This time, he was not arraigned. He did not enter a not guilty plea in front of a judge. That arraignment will happen on another day. The actual processing is also different in Fulton County than what we've seen before. Former president had already had to put $200,000 in a bond in order to be released and this time we saw a mugshot of trump all of his other co-defendants have also had mugshots taken and that's because the sheriff in fulton county says that he wants to treat all of the defendants indicted in this case the same way he treats other criminal defendants in the county of course he can say this but donald trump is not like other defendants he is the former president of the united states and will obviously be accompanied by the secret service there was a heavy security presence around the jail that day and his processing obviously moved much faster than the processing of other defendants the Fulton County Sheriff has released the mugshot of the former president. He is listed as inmate number P01135809. It was taken just a few minutes after the motorcade arrived when he was booked into the Fulton County Jail. And you can see jail records show the former president was booked into the Fulton County Jail. He was released in about 20 minutes. And he's listed as a white male. His height is listed as six foot three. His hair is blonde or strawberry, and his eyes are blue. Then on page two, you can see all of the charges he is facing, all 13 of them. And what's interesting is that they begin on November 4th of 2020, just one day after the election. Former President Trump spoke for the first time after being arrested in Fulton County. It's taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. He spoke for just about a minute on the tarmac moments before he left Georgia. The former president is being charged in a racketeering case related to his actions surrounding the 2020 election. His actions, Trump says, were completely legal. He did nothing wrong at all. And we have every right, every single right, to challenge an election that we think is dishonest, that we think it's very dishonest. Of course, the district attorney in Fulton County, along with the special counsel in the federal case, both allege in their cases that what Trump and his allies did was far more than simply challenge the 2020 election. In the short time that he spoke, the former president also addressed the other criminal cases he is facing. This is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. And we are expecting Trump to be arraigned the week of September 5th. There are a lot of people talking about Wednesday night's Republican presidential primary debate, the first of the election season. But 
were a little less interested in what they had to say and more interested in what viewers were thinking. And a pretty good way to do that is to look at what people were Googling during the debate. Now, it's important to note that this data doesn't necessarily say how people are going to vote, how someone is going to swing during election time, but it is interesting to see exactly what subjects they were curious about during the debate. And we have a real-time graphic from the time of the debate of searches based on candidates' names. And you can see from the start of the debate until well after the debate ended, Vivek Ramaswamy was number one. Donald Trump and Nikki Haley were going back and forth as number two and number three. And according to Google, the debate was the top trending topic on all of Google searches during the broadcast. Interestingly enough, people were also very interested in how tall the candidates were. The top trending candidate searched for how tall is fill in the blank ranked in order like this. Number five, Vivek Ramaswamy. Number four, how tall is Tim Scott? Number three, how tall is Chris Christie? Number two was Mike Pence, and rounding it out at number one was how tall is Ron DeSantis? The top issue being searched during the debate was inflation, followed by immigration and abortion, but economy, climate change, Ukraine, and crime were also among the top searches for Republicans and fill-in-the-blank. If you want to look at this real-time list of search results and the graphic along with it, we will put it in the show notes as a link so you can check that out. If you have a federal student loan, today is the day. The Save Income Driven Repayment Program is now officially open for signups. And a few weeks back, the Education Department opened up the beta program, so lots of you would have had the opportunity to go and sign up for the Save program then. And for those of you who have already done that, who signed up during that beta program, you do not need to reapply now. But for everybody else, the SAFE program is now open. It is a new income-driven repayment program that was announced a few months ago and is open to all student loan borrowers. And to sign up, you can go to studentaid.gov save and the sign-up process should only take you about 10 minutes as long as you have all of your documents handy. And before I go through all the details of the program, what's available now and what will be available next summer, just note that I will also put all of this information in the show notes from the Department of Education and the White House. So let's start with what's happening now. And the thing that I think will benefit most of you is the interest part of this program. According to the Department of Education, borrowers who pay what they owe every month will no longer see their loans grow due to unpaid interest. For example, say a borrower has $50 that they need to pay, uh, $50 in interest that they need to pay a month, but their payment is actually $30 a month. Under this SAVE program, the remaining $20 would not be charged as long as the borrower pays the full $30. 
The other part of the program that is going into effect this summer is that some save program borrowers who make less than $32,800 a year will be qualified for $0 monthly payments. By 2024, the program will limit the amount that a borrower has to pay per month to 5% of their discretionary income instead of the current 10%. And if you have an original federal student loan balance of less than $12,000 and you've made 10 years of payments instead of the current 20 years of payments, that balance will be forgiven. And for every $1,000 that you borrowed over that $12,000, you add one more year of payments until it's forgiven. For example, if your original principal balance was $14,000, you will see forgiveness after 12 years. And by 2024, if you consolidate your federal loan, you will not lose your progress to forgiveness and you will automatically receive credit towards forgiveness for a certain period of deferment or forbearance. Have you noticed something that's been changing? Something that's been increasing? Yes, gas prices are once again going up. But why? That is the big question. Why are gas prices going up? And it's a good question. And I'll tell you the answer here. So what's happening with these gas prices? Well, it's complicated, and really anyone that's going to tell you that it's just one thing, that only one factor goes into this, they probably don't quite understand how the gasoline and oil markets work. So, if you really want to understand the total picture of what's happening, here we go. First, let's talk about the actual gas prices at the current moment. The national average for a gallon of regular gas, according to AAA, has hit the highest level in 10 months at $3.88. Now, before you freak out, start screaming, go nuts, this number does not represent all gas stations across the United States. It doesn't match what you're going to see at the pump at your local gas station. It's all right. Take a breath. We've got you. It's entirely possible that gas is more expensive in your area or even cheaper. But let's listen to what I just said. The national average. That means AAA looked at the price for a gallon of regular gas at literally every gas station in every state of the United States. Did the math and found the average cost. That number is $3.88. That is the national average. But yes, if you look at the map of the United States, you can see on the West Coast, Illinois, Florida, and the Northeast, the average cost for a gallon of regular gas is more than $3.88. But if you look at the Southwest, Southeast, and the Midwest, the average price for a gallon of regular is less than $3.88. All right, so now that we are clear on the situation, now that we are clear on national average, let's move into the rest of the facts here. $3.88 is 31 cents less per gallon of gas than it was just one month ago. And that is an 8% increase in just 30 days. Now, it is still less than what it was at this time last year when the national average price for a gallon of regular was $3.94. So what's causing the increase now? Well, there are a few things. 
First off, oil prices have jumped this summer. The price of crude oil accounts for about half of what we pay for a gallon of gas. And at the time that we're recording this, the cost of a barrel of oil is about $80.13. And this is less than last week when it was per barrel $83.71. And just to give you the exact date that this number was taken from, it was August 11th but still a lot more than it was at the end of may when it was 68 dollars and again just for just for specifics on may 31st it was 68 dollars and nine cents and just for comparison today's cost for a barrel is down a lot from this time last year when it was more than 97 dollars a barrel and again going back to the specific numbers here on august 29th of 2022 a barrel of oil cost 97 dollars and one cent so why are those oil prices popping up well, I told you in several episodes quite a while back that Russia and OPEC Plus are drastically cutting oil production and supply. In fact, the most recent production cut of 1 million barrels a day went into effect in July. And that wasn't the only production cut this year, and it may not be the last. Cuts like that reduce the amount of usable oil on the global market. And even though the United States does not get its oil from Russia, oil is a global commodity. And if there is disruption or supply reductions in one part of the world, it impacts the entire world. By now, you're probably thinking, why aren't we just pumping oil in America? Well, the answer to that is we are. According to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, you can see how U.S. crude oil production has ramped up. At the last reading in May of 2023, we were pumping 12.6 million barrels of oil a day, and that is almost the same amount of oil as we were pumping at the peak in November of 2019 when we were pumping 13 million barrels a day. But there is still... Another thing worth mentioning when it comes to U.S. oil companies, and that is record profits. U.S. oil company profits have been astronomical in the last year. In 2022, they all hit records, and in totality, the big oil companies ExxonMobil, Shell, and Chevron raked in more than $135 billion in one year. And this year, it is true that their costs are higher because, as I just showed you, they have been ramping up their production in 2023, but at the same time, they are also raining money on shareholders with dividends and buybacks. And when all of that money is going out, the U.S. companies say that it gets harder to keep investing in new and more oil production in the United States. There's one last key factor in these price increases to point out, and that is the largest oil refinery in the West is dealing with maintenance issues right now, and all of the refineries are struggling with operations because of the extreme heat that we have been seeing this summer. And that is all without mentioning that we are still in the summer driving season where gas prices usually increase during the summertime because more people are on the road and because summer blends of gasoline are more expensive in the first place. 
Now getting into rapid news and Bob Barker, legendary host of The Price is Right until 2007, died on Saturday and he was 99 years old and a shooting took place in Jacksonville, Florida on Saturday. Four people were killed and that includes the shooter. Now getting into good news for today and an off-duty officer turned into a hero. So Bruce Lake was part of a group that was hiking along this one area and they came across another group that was right near these two waterfalls and one of the women in that other group ended up getting sucked out and trapped in between the two falls she was in this little area where the water was just kind of holding her back she couldn't get back to the edge and so there was a little bit of panic going on of course and at one point, she started to get extremely exhausted, and you could see her go under the water, but she was able to pop back up and managed to get over to a rock that she was able to cling to to try and stay afloat. However, she disappeared under the water once again, and that is when Lake jumped into action, immediately jumping into the water and swimming out to where she was. Now, he couldn't see her because, again, she was under the water, and he found himself kind of trapped in the same area as well. And so he just kind of started moving his arms and his legs trying to find her. And sure enough, his hand did brush her arm. So he was able to grab a hold of her and pull her to safety. And so they were both in this pool of water now in between these two waterfalls. And so he started swimming like mad, trying to get back to the edge and got her close enough so that he could move her forward and her friend was able to grab her arm. Now he started to become trapped out there. Uh, as a result, he started to get sucked back into where she was trapped and she managed to reach back and grab onto him and he grabbed her arm and they were both pulled to safety by the rest of the people on the edge. So this really turned into a hero's story. And now Lake says that he just did what anyone else would do, but that is a scary situation. You see these two waterfalls, you see someone being sucked in by it. You know, that's a scary moment right there. That's a scary little moment. And so to, to immediately jump in to action, immediately jump into this little pool of water where these two waterfalls are going and creating this little, not exactly vortex, but just creating this very difficult area to, to go through. That's impressive and it's notable. And so the fact that he was able to save her, was able to make it back safely himself it's an incredible story. I like this one, no doubt about that. And I hope you guys do as well as I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back here tomorrow morning for Eye on the Ball. We won't be gone long and you can join us this afternoon on a clubhouse for more news and the episode live stream that is at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Link to the clubhouse in the show notes as always. But until tomorrow morning, you guys, or this afternoon on clubhouse, have a great rest of your Monday. Bye. Bye.